Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Can you please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It will be up on the screen behind me as well, but 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to, this morning we come into the last of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I can see some of you, you're like, yes. Finally, we've made it. We've done it. We've got through the list. Others of you like uh, might be a, uh, might be a bit gutted with that, but this morning we come to the final gift of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to read one Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one to eleven. And this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, and he says, "Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols." Therefore, I want you to know that anyone who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the same Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as he determined. So we've looked over these last uh, last nine or ten weeks. There are nine gifts in total. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Three gifts of revelation. Three gifts of power. And three gifts of inspiration. And all these gifts are given by the Holy Spirit for the common good of the church. To build up the church. To strengthen the church. And as I said, this morning we're going to come to the last gift of the Holy Spirit. Which is the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. Now you might be wondering, what is prophecy? Now there are a few different meanings in Hebrew that actually describe this word prophecy. Have we got any Hebrew students here? No, nobody? No, well there's a few few for you this morning. A few different meanings of this word prophecy. One meaning of this word prophecy is to flow forth or to bubble over like a fountain. Another is to let drop. And that that has the meaning of like rain coming from the clouds to let drop. And a final one, another meaning for this, is to lift up like a banner that's being waved in the sky. And all of these these meanings do in fact describe what prophecy is. When we understand what prophecy is, these do do link with that. Now prophecy, we see here the gift of the Spirit. Prophecy is speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's what prophecy is, is when we speak under the inspiration, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And prophecy is speaking for God. In other words, in plain English, is speaking for God. Or in in old sort of language, is to be his mouthpiece. Prophecy, when we prophesy, we are being God's mouthpiece. We are speaking on behalf of God. It is God anointing us by his Spirit, inspiring us by his Spirit to give a message. And he is speaking to us. We are his spokesman. Uh, in the Greek, this word prophecy means to speak for another. 
That's what it means to prophesy, to speak for another. Now, prophecy, it's not predicting that something will happen. It's not us saying, I'm going to prophesy that this is going to happen. I'm going to prophesy that it's going to rain next Wednesday. Or I'm going to prophesy that Liverpool are going to win the Premier League this year, even though I want to prophesy that and I want to see that happen. It's not us predicting that something will happen in the future. But prophecy is God, it's us speaking of God's heart. It's what God feels. It's what God says about a certain situation. That's what prophecy is. It is God speaking in and through us about a situation. And this message could come to a church. It could come to a family within the church or to even an individual. And it, prophecy usually happens within the church context. That's where prophecy usually takes place, within the church context. And it can happen to an individual, a group of people, or to the church itself. And so prophecy it's the Holy Spirit revealing to us God's heart. It's the Holy Spirit revealing to us God's heart and then us, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, sharing that. And it's us sharing it in our own language, in English. It's not like giving a message in tongues where we're speaking a heavenly language. It's a prophecy. It's us speaking in English what God is speaking to us, what God is revealing to us as the Spirit anoints us. Prophecy is entirely like all the other gifts. It is supernatural. Prophecy is not man-made. It is not us conjuring something up. It is all of God. It is a, it's an inspiration. It is the Holy Spirit inspiring us to speak for God. It is Him revealing God's heart to us. Now, to prophesy, you might wonder, who can actually prophesy? Who is it that can prophesy? Now, you don't need to have a theology degree to prophesy. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an elder. You don't have to be a deacon, a trustee. You don't have to be a worship leader to prophesy. You don't need to have top grades in order to prophesy. You don't need to have an education in order to prophesy. Because prophecy is not about us understanding what God is trying to say or us trying to guess what God is saying. It's God revealing to us through the Holy Spirit. And prophecy, anyone who is saved and anyone who is filled with the Holy Spirit can prophesy. So if you're saved this morning and you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you're a candidate for prophecy. God can use you in prophesying through the church, in prophesying to somebody. God can reveal... It can speak through you and prophesy. And you don't have to be a prophet either. You know, in some church circles, they believe that only a prophet can prophesy. But we actually see in Scripture that prophecy, uh, the office of a prophet and the gift of prophecy are different. They're different. Even though a prophet does prophesy and speak on behalf of God, it's not only the case that only a prophet can prophesy. Anybody who is filled with the Spirit and saved and belongs to Jesus can prophesy. And so we see... With all, like all the other gifts of the Holy Spirit, prophecy, it comes from the Holy Spirit, and it is as He determines. It's not when we want to prophesy, it's as the Spirit determines. When we sense His anointing, when He reveals, when He speaks to us, then we can begin to prophesy. And so prophecy is the final gift that we come to in all these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And prophecy is seen as the most important of the three gifts of inspiration. Speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, and prophecy. Prophecy is seen as the most important of these gifts of inspiration or gifts of utterance. And the importance, the Bible shows us how important this gift is because prophecy, or words linked to prophecy, this word occurs 22 times in between chapters 11 and 14 of 1 Corinthians. So 22 times these words or reference to prophecy is mentioned in these chapters. So that shows us just in this, 
this chapter, how important prophecy is and how important prophecy is for the people of God. But not only does, because it shows up a lot, not only does that show us that it's important, but it's also highlighting to us how important it is we understand what this gift is and the use of this gift. We need to understand how God uses us in this gift. We need to be careful in using this gift. Uh, one great Assemblies of God preacher once said, Harold Horton, once said, the sharper the tool, the more need for care in its employment. So the sharper the tool, the more careful, uh, the more care is needed for its employment. You know, so it's just like having a big knife, isn't it? You know, you see these chefs, uh, these chefs having these really sharp knives. They only say for, you know, the proper professionals to use these type of, of tools because they practice with it. They know how they work. They're careful, you know, and all these different things. It's like our prophecy. We need to be careful in how, uh, in understanding what this gift is, in recognizing this gift, and also in using this gift as well. Especially in a time in which we are living might say, why only in this time? Well, you know, the Bible says that in the last days there will be false prophets rising up. There will be false messages. There will be people who were deceived by lies, by doctrines of the, of the devil. You know, there's all these, there's so much going on. There's so much flaky theology going on out there. That the people are buying into it, especially young people. Young people who haven't studied the word of God. Young people who, who might not have grown up in a sound church, they, they just get taken by by anything, by any new doctrine, by any cool thing that comes out. That's why we need to be careful in understanding what prophecy is and, and, and distinguishing what pro prophecy is. You know, in the time which we're living in, there's so many flaky prophecies out there. So many flaky prophecies. And these prophecies bring about confusion. They bring about hurt and they are nothing at all to do with what God is saying. And the reason for that is, the reason why there's so much of this flaky prophecy going on is because it's coming from people and not from God. It's people trying to prophesy and look good and sound good and look cool instead of actually waiting for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and waiting for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to prophesy. You know, it, it, and in many denominations, I'm not going to say them this morning, but there are some denominations even closely linked with us as Assemblies of God and even some churches within Assemblies of God that the people are encouraged, just prophesy. Just say something encouraging. Just, you know, just begin to speak all these things. But we see from the Bible, prophecy doesn't happen like that. Prophecy is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's not man-made. It is not us coming up with some nice thoughts predicting somebody's future. That does more harm than it does good. We need to wait upon the Lord if we are going to prophesy. If you want to prophesy, then you need the anointing of God. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because it is not man-made. You know, we need to wait for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I can't emphasize that enough. You know, times might change. Styles of church might change. But the Bible never changes. The Word of God never changes. And we need to stand upon the Word of God. Its truths will never change. Unfortunately, many churches, many preachers, many people today trying to twist the Word of God to suit their own needs. Instead of living up to the standard of God's Word, we need to stand on God's Word. So it doesn't matter how, what people might encourage you to do, our ultimate authority is God's word. That is our ultimate authority. If God's word says it is as the spirit determines, then we need to wait for the spirit. You know, as it says in Acts chapter 2, they began to speak in tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. I hold closely to that. You know, I believe strongly in that. It is as the Holy Spirit gives us that. It's the Holy Spirit anointing us in these gifts. It's not us coming up with these things. 
And, you know, I thank God that the Bible doesn't just tell us about prophecy or doesn't just teach us about these things, but the Bible actually gives us guidelines on prophecy. It gives us guidelines on all things, on how to live this Christian life, and how to test things, and how to measure up things. The Bible is our roadmap for life. The Bible is our roadmap for this Christian life. So the Bible gives us clear instructions for prophesying and also to test prophecy as well. You know, unfortunately, in today's culture within church, a lot of things doesn't go tested. People don't test a lot of it. They just accept it on face value, what's said, what's spoken by a preacher, what's spoken by somebody in authority, and they don't test it. But the Bible says we need to test everything by the word of God. We need to test it. And you know, we're also to challenge people as well if something's not right. That's gone out of church today, isn't it? You know, I, I, was, I remember speaking to my grandfather a few, uh, uh, about a year or so ago, maybe, and he used to say that, you know, when somebody uh, used to preach uh, many years ago, when somebody used to get up and preach and it, it would be nonsense or something that's not in line with what the Bible says, oftentimes the elders on the back of the stage would get up and pull them aside and say, thank you for that, but we're not accepting that message. When was the last time you seen that on a podcast? Or seen that on YouTube? Or seen that happening? We don't, it doesn't happen anymore. But we need to stand on God's word. We're not to accept everything. And even for, I know, I know that I'm here as your pastor this morning, but you've got to test everything I say against God's word. Is this right? Does it measure up, measure up with what God is saying? Is it in line with God? Is it in will of God? Is it all pointing to him? We've got to test everything with God's word. That's the ultimate guideline for every day. We test it by God's word. Is this in line with scripture? Is this in line with God? Is this in line with God's character? Does it line up with who God is? We test everything by God's word. But the Bible also gives us three clear guidelines for prophecy. Three clear guidelines for prophecy. And they're found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 3. And it says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, or comfort. Or in other words, as some of you might know it, to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. These are the three clear guidelines the scripture gives us for prophecy. Prophecy, the aim of prophecy, and what prophecy is, to strengthen, or to edify, to exhort, or to encourage, or to comfort. That's what prophecy does. That's what true biblical spiritual prophecy does. It strengthens, it encourages, and it brings comfort. That's what prophecy does. So we're going to look at these three very quickly. Number one, edify or strengthen it in today's terms. To strengthen, that's what prophecy does, it strengthens. And <coughs> this means literally to build up. That's what it means. To edify, uh, to, to edify, it means to build up. And, you know, this is a bit different from speaking in tongues because speaking in tongues, as we discovered last time, it builds up our inner man. It builds us up. When we begin to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit and I, it builds us up. It strengthens us. But we see that prophecy goes on one step further than just building us up. Prophecy is about building somebody else up. It is about strengthening somebody up in their faith. Building somebody else up. Prophecy is a gift given to strengthen the people of God. That's what prophecy is for, to strengthen you. Anybody needs strength in their in the spiritual walk this morning, then you know prophecy, a prophecy could come. It could bring real strength to you today. You know, we need to be open to that. That's why we long for the gift of the Spirit to move, to strengthen the church, to build us up. We need to be so open to the Lord. 
You know, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, when we think of when Jesus says, I will build my church, oftentimes we think of numerically, don't we? That Jesus is going to add numbers and going to add people to it. And I believe that's included in that. But what Jesus is actually saying here is actually the same word that's used here for prophecy, to build. It means to strengthen. Jesus is going to strengthen the church. He's going to strengthen the church so that no matter what comes against it, we will know the strength of God. We will know the help of God. We will be edified. And that's what it's the same word here. He is building us up. He is strengthening us day by day to know him and to experience him. He's strengthening us spiritually. And that's what prophecy does. It strengthens us up. It strengthens our inner man. When somebody prophesies, it strengthens somebody else. A believer who knows the Lord. And you know, the, the written word of God and the word of prophecy are often used together by the Holy Spirit to do this. That's what the Holy Spirit uses, is the written word and the prophecy to strengthen us, to build up the church. That's what happens. We see it in Acts chapter 20, verse 32, it says, Acts 20, verse 32, Now I commit, to, uh, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all those who are sanctified. That's what God's word does. Strengthens us. That's what prophecy does. It strengthens the people of God. Strengthens the church. If we need strength spiritually, get into the word of God. And if you want to be a blessing and you know there's somebody who struggles, ask God, God, use me in this gift of prophecy. Help me, Lord. Speak through me that I might bring strength to my brother, to my sister who needs you today. Help me, O oh God. Strengthen. Number one, that's the first guideline for prophecy, that it'll strengthen. So if you hear a word, uh, if you hear a prophecy and it doesn't strengthen, doesn't build up, then you need to test it and make sure that it is actually a prophecy from God. Number two, prophecy is to exhort or encourage. That's what prophecy does, it encourages. Exhortation, in the original, it actually means a calling me up. This is what encourages it. This is what it actually means here. When we talk about it edifies, it exhorts. Exhort means it's a calling me up. And you know, this word has an incredible meaning. A calling me up. It's, it's written in the Greek as parakalesis, which refers to the comforter, the Holy Spirit. He's also known as the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And that's what this word here is. It's the same word in the Greek. This comfort, uh, this encouragement is coming. You know, it's, it's so infused with this word comfort that even if you look in the Revised Bible and the Weymouth Bible, it uses the word comfort instead of exhortation in those Bibles because it's got that sort of meaning behind it. It's, it's bringing an encouragement and that sort of comfort that we need, that, that little boost that we need to push on to keep going. You know, it's that, it's that sort of word. And you know what this word, what prophecy does? I've said it means to call, to draw near or call near. That's what prophecy does. It calls us near to the Lord. When we hear a true biblical prophecy, when we hear a prophecy that comes from the Spirit, it calls us near to the Lord. It draws us close to Him. And what it does, it longs for a, creating us a desire to remove ourselves from the things of this world, from sin. That's what prophecy does. That's the encouragement that it brings. It's to draw us closer to God and move us away from the things of this world. It encourages us to draw near to Him. It encourages us to live for him and find ourselves hungering for him and seeking him and longing for him. You know, unfortunately, you know, prophecy, as I said, is to encourage, to draw us near to the Lord. Unfortunately, prophecy in some places and speaking in tongues 
They're often used to bring about correction and rebuke. People claim they're speaking in tongues and prophesy, and actually are trying to tell people off for not living a certain way. But we see in Scripture that's not what prophecy does. Prophecy isn't about correction or rebuke or rebuking. We see that actually the Word of God brings about correction in our lives, and that we we are to speak to people, and uh, as long as it's in line with God's Word, we are to encourage uh, to rebuke people and pull them back in line. But we see the prophecy that is in the aim of prophecy. So if ever, anyone ever claims to prophesy and it is not to encourage or draws you close to God and it is actually bringing condemnation or correction, then we know that that is not in line with God's word. Because prophecy is to encourage, to draw us close to him. To draw us closer to him. The gift of prophecy is the Lord encouraging his people. And you know, the gift of prophecy also, I just need to say this very quickly, gift of prophecy is not us encouraging somebody. It's the Lord encouraging somebody. It's not us, as I said, in some churches where they try and say, go on, start encouraging, start prophesying, start saying some nice things, start encouraging people. You know, saying, oh, you know, you, God is for you, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and all these things. But if that comes from us and not from the Lord, then it's not prophecy. Prophecy is not us saying, encouraging someone, it is the Lord speaking through us under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It is us encouraging someone as the Holy Spirit has given us. That's what prophecy is. And number three, very quickly, Prophecy brings comfort. It is for comfort. And the Greek word here, it means consolation, solace, or comfort. Basically what it's saying is that prophecy will bring comfort in times of distress and difficulty. God knows exactly what you're going through this moment. He knows what every single one of us are going through. I know a word of prophecy can come for somebody who's going through the storm, going through the difficult moment. But prophecy could come... I know I'm not prophesying here, but, you know, saying that there's something along the lines of, you know, God says that he's going to bring you through the storm. He will bring you through the waters, you know, that he will be there with you in the midst of the storm. That's what prophecy does. Prophecy, when we prophesy, it's, it brings comfort as well to those who are going through a difficult moment. And it brings encouragement to them and comfort to know that even though I might be going through this, my God's with me. God's going to answer. God's going to help. God's going to be there. That's what prophecy does. You know, this word comfort is, is often used, it's also used in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 31, and it says, For you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged, or in other words, comforted. You know, we can all prophesy. As God anoints, as we are open to the Lord and He anoints, we can prophesy to somebody who's speaking or who's going through a difficult moment. You know, that's my prayer. God, use me in this gift of prophecy to bring comfort to somebody. He's going through a difficult moment. Bring comfort. We know that's what prophecy does. Prophecy can help bring a word of encouragement and comfort to somebody going through a difficult time. So, as we come to a conclusion this morning, we can see there are three clear boundaries of what prophecy does. Guidelines for us. Prophecy edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts. If you hear somebody claiming to prophesy and it doesn't do any of those three things, then you know it's not a prophecy. Because that's what prophecy does. And ultimately, as I said, with all the gifts, it is all in line with God's word. It's all built upon God's word. And you know, so this morning, I hope that these guidelines have helped us understand what prophecy is and the purpose of it. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Isn't that amazing? 
Paul was saying, seek the gifts. Don't call the gifts. But especially prophecy. Because prophecy brings encouragement. It builds up. It strengthens. It comforts. Seek all the gifts, but especially prophecy. You know, now here as an AOG church, I'm sure we highlight speaking in tongues more than the others. We'd say, let's go for speaking in tongues. You know, we want everybody to speak, you know, minister in that and know the gift of speaking in tongues. But actually, Paul is saying, especially prophecy. Seek prophecy. Seek after prophecy. All the gifts, especially prophecy. We're encouraged to seek this gift. All who've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, it said that this gift should be the most commonly used within the church. This should be the one that's used and shared most often within the life of church. It's prophecy. You know, prophecy, as I said, it can bring so much blessing to the church and the people of God. I know that even the prophet Joel in the Old Testament said that prophecy will have a huge part to play in the, old, in the last days. If you don't believe me, it says in, in uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28, this is what Joel said. And afterward, he was prophesying. This is Joel prophesying. He said, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. How many do you long to see even their sons and daughters are prophesying? Well, he said, God says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. It's going to be a rise in this gift of prophecy. Biblical, spiritual prophecy. And that's what we long for. Not prophecy for prophecy's sake. Not us speaking some nice words. We long for God to come and we long to pour out this gift within the church. So the people are built up. The church is built up and strengthened. And so with all these gifts this morning, as we come to a conclusion of all these nine gifts, that's it. That's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As I've said with them all, we need faith. We need faith to be used in these gifts. We need faith to seek these gifts. We need faith to be able to step out and be used in all of these gifts. And so I'd encourage us this morning. I'd encourage each and every single one of us. Doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are. Doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church or you haven't been coming to church. I'd encourage every single one of us. Let's seek the gifts of the Spirit. We need them. I'm being honest, we need them. As a church, we need these gifts. They're for the good of the church. We need to be so open to the Lord. The Lord, let your Spirit come move and speak in into us, breathe in us. You know, as I've said, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a waiting meeting where we're just going to wait on God. You know, it's something that they used to do in the olden times, wait upon the Lord for him to come, an opportunity for people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and people to be refilled in the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. We want to get back to our old Pentecostal roots. And as I said, we don't want to be a Pentecostal church by name. We want to be a Pentecostal church in nature, living and moving in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, so that Jesus is glorified, the church is strengthened, People can come to know him. And you know the foundation to all these gifts? You know, Paul said it's love. Love is greater than all these things. Unless we have love, then it's pointless having all these gifts. There needs to be a love for one another. A love for Jesus. A love for each and every one of us. We need to have that love. And let's pray, Lord, pour out your love upon us. Baptize us in your love. May we love one another. May we long for these gifts so that others are strengthened and built up. God, may we long for this gift. So let's hunger for the Holy Spirit to come and minister in and through us. You know, the Holy Spirit isn't in a building, he's in you. He's in me. You know, so often we say, you know, 
we as Jews to do, you know, come Lord, break in God. God doesn't have to break in anywhere. He lives in here. He's not coming to a place. He's not in a building. He's in my heart. He's in your heart. And let's pray. God, come, fill us again. Baptize us again. Move in and through us again. So the church is built up. Lives are transformed. And ultimately, Jesus is glorified. That's what we have. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. And check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.